0: So welcome to episode six, I think it is, of the Front Row Media podcast. Um, again, we have another exciting guest, more like a, f- a friend as well, I'd say. Um, someone who I've been meaning to invite on this for. I actually almost started this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually almost started this with you. Um, but. Um, I'd like to actually welcome Raisa to the podcast. So, yeah.
1: Thank you, Odwa. <laughs> so nice to finally be here. Literally. This has been, like, in talks for over a year, dude. Um,
0: like, like, when was, like, peak lockdown?
1: Yeah, it was, like...
0: I remember because, Such a
1: blur. It was sometime...
0: Yeah.
1: First half of last year.
0: Yeah, I remember because at the time I was going through so much with my, my job. And then I think we were both, like, working, like, late nights and stuff like that. So the only time I'd actually get to message you about the podcast was like 9 p.m 10 p.m and then you respond like at that same time as yeah. well. always, um, on. always <laughs> on yeah but i think like um for for this episode more than anything it's more of like a research like analysis i'd say into maybe like what's happening right now in the fashion industry um rice is very good at what she does um super skilled and super learned and someone who i look up to a lot in terms of just their knowledge thank you Um, But before, I'm going to let you actually like introduce yourself, so maybe who you are, um, maybe where you come from and what you do.
1: So I'm Raisa Bray, I'm from Cape Town, born and raised, as I always say. Where in Cape Town. Uh, In the southern suburbs. So uh, I come from an Indian heritage and my family actually comes from, well, the family house we have is kind of where the party government put us. (laughs) For real? For real. So we're still in that area, in the southern suburbs. And... um, Yeah, so obviously my, well, looking back, actually my parents are first generation, uh, so I'm second, and going into fashion, uh, people always ask me, like, was it difficult? Did people, everybody want you to be a doctor or an accountant? I can imagine. (laughs) And the answer is actually no. I think I planted the seed very early into my parents' heads, like in grade eight, I knew that I wanted to be Be in fashion fashion because I was really good at art, and Mm. I just enjoyed art in high school was so cool. Like the fact that I look back at high school, like you could yeah. sit in art class with your best friends with a visual yeah. diary. They give you like one project a term and you yeah. could just like flesh out. And that's where I discovered fashion actually.
0: So then well, what's your actual profession then in, in, in the, in the fashion industry? Like what do you do?
1: So at the moment I'm doing trend forecasting and fashion design specifically in women's way for a large retailer. I mean, gotcha. and my past is also in there. Um, with another retailer, like all listed, so it's like really a nice environment to experiment with because gotcha. you're experimenting on a huge scale, gotcha. and um, super niched. Um,
0: <laughs> and and my thing is, I'm like even like the first time you told me like what you do, like I never I, d- I never fully understood it. And you told me that you work in like a, a team, you know what I'm saying? So like I know it's like collaborative form of design, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know it's not like like independent as like let's say for example like someone who just starts up their own brand and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so then how did you actually get into it?
1: So I studied at Fedisa. Cool. So just to tie back into high school, I did a lot of, um, well, that's where I discovered like Alexander McQueen and like that's Victor and Rolf, and that's when he was yes. still alive. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a time when fashion brands didn't Crazy. have websites. Mm. I had this book, uh, which I just printed out every design. It was like an A to Z. I wish I never gave it away. I think yeah. I threw it away. Yeah. and then i realized oh some companies are linked and then i found out about lvmh i found at the end that time was called the gucci group which is now caring yeah. and i was like whoa like what is this industry wait
0: caring were called the gucci group before they were called caring yeah like how how deep does yours your, <laughs> your, 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 your shit run like literally like <laughs> i not even know that i
1: don't i don't know when it changed i just know it changed and yeah. um yes. Yeah, so that was like whoa and then um i was such a tomboy i did Every sport was influenced. I have one sibling, which is the brother. Sure. And um, older, and just so influenced by sports. And I was always like, these sneakers are disgusting. Like yeah. these sneakers are ugly. Not it was so why. funny before we started recording. we were speaking about languages. In yeah. grade eight or nine, I started learning German because I thought I was going to go work for Adidas and tell them that their <laughs> sneaker game is so bad. Like my, my, if I look at my grade nine like visual diary, it's oh, got like wow. sneaker like sneaker drawings. It's before like what happened.
0: So you were correcting Adidas designs in your mind even back So you <laughs> like, were like, nah, like that's. I was like, bang. I just
1: want something cool to wear, and it, it wasn't even like. A, debate now where women's sneakers are uh subpar to men's in, w- yeah. in, t- in terms of sizing it was just like yeah. there was nothing to offer sure. maybe a superstar if you're lucky mm. um it just that culture wasn't, wasn't there. there yet and cool. that's what i want and that and i was like okay to get to where i want to be there i need to study fashion design and that's when i did research and found fedisa which um we both went to yeah,
0: yeah. some later than others, <laughs> some shorter than others, but definitely.
1: I mean, that was challenging. I met some of my best friends there. I was
0: actually about like gonna ask, like, yeah. like I had never ac- actually got to hear your Fidisa experience, like, just essentially, like, so you researched and you got into it, right?
1: So yeah, I actually didn't know they existed. I went to yeah. um, this amazing lady who kind of did psychometrics and was like, you know, you should do marketing and fashion, either start off at triple A or go to Fedisa because um, there wasn't many institutes who offered a degree of in Cape town. Um, of course, I would love to have gone to a Parsons or, you know, central St. Yeah. Martins, but you're looking at, L- realistically over a million rand a year. Um, I'm
0: trying to imagine like how much it must cost to go to like, the, like Central St. Martin's for example like CSM it must be yeah, like
1: it, <laughs> unless you have um, a bursary um, it's still very difficult but you mm. can make it happen but at the time I wasn't looking at that I was looking at staying in Cape Town yeah. and then I mo- uh, went to Fidisa, Um, and uh, I never knew anyone so like on the yeah. first day you kind of make all your like friends and it was like Fedisa was so challenging mm. Um, you either like, you had to sleep, uh, you had to work. Yeah. And you had no social life for, like, three years. So those yeah. people who were in your class who you saw every day, they just became your second family. Um, so, like,
0: Robin, all Art Club and Friends, you, like, you know her well.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> we, uh, we've been to yeah. the, the trenches <laughs> together.
0: Yeah. And for these amount, it is challenging. Like, yeah. it's definitely challenging. And I only did one year. I did my honours there. And, like, even then, I I, I got there. I was sprinting, like, almost immediately. You know like just like the briefs and just like the the way it's rapid and you know all the preparation but i think it was dope
1: absolutely um there's certain things that they focus on because when when i was there they didn't actually offer the honors program yeah
0: but and
1: also it was very focused on like a a couture side like Mm. how the type of sewing you do which i understand like you need to know how a garment's constructed yeah in order to um, make decisions or like understand someone else in your team who may Mm. that may be their responsibility but um it's hyper focused in that sense so like if i had to go back uh i would try and like change the curriculum slightly to be a bit more business focused so if you you do have a fashion brand for an
0: actual if you when you like what you're going to do like when you probably leave which is probably going to start your own brand yeah
1: and make sure that it's successful in this market which is so challenging you don't know if your business is going to be around in another season so it's like how do you kind of future proof your business um I mean, I would love to go back and speak about it. I still have good relationships with them, yeah, which is great. <laughs> and yeah. they've really expanded, like they yeah. opened a campus in Joburg. Um, like the
0: Santon one as well. Like, and it's like I saw like the, the like photos and videos from the Santon one because like, yeah. I was a student when they were still building it, yeah. And I was like, Yo, "This building looks like super lit, like you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, it looks proper,
1: absolutely." And even offering the diploma one um, courses there, yeah, uh, allows like just for like a, a cross pollination of. Um, Ideas and people because yeah. they maybe they weren't photography focused students before mm. because there was only one degree that you could get. Yeah, and um, I've actually met like a few people just in passing taking like street style photos who are doing those like diploma courses and they're doing really well. That's actually how I met you, you. Yes, remember? <laughs> like
0: uh, it was like uh, SA, SA Men's right S A Men's Fashion Week 20,
1: 2018,
0: maybe twenty nineteen somewhere sure. over there. Sure, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Somewhere over there. I think 2019. So and I remember because I was getting into film photography yeah. and I saw you holding, you are holding a Pentax. Or I'm not sure which, which film camera it was though. It's
1: a Fujifilm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but you were shooting though. Like, yeah. you know, And stuff. And I was like, dude, like, what if, What are you, like, what is your, what is your role here? Like, <laughs> actually, why are you with a film camera just shooting and stuff and you were like, it's, it's for, just for WGSN. Yeah, I remember. Which we'll speak about actually. Yes. So, but then let's go back a bit. Like, with regards to then fadisa so you finish mm-hmm. well so you're working then you finish there um now you're in a very interesting space and i think interesting because it's it's the term what chain forecasting mm. right and again one of the more nuanced terms in like the fashion industry like the fashion space and it took me some time to be able to like digest personally what, like what that is and what it means when i went on the wgsn's website for the first time ever like i didn't know what they did <laughs> <laughs> like, i was like i see right this is a fashion that it made more sense to me but with as i was like i, I see there's something but i'm not sure what it is absolutely so what would you say is trend for forecasting like maybe talk us a bit through like do that
1: so i also had a very similar experience to you as in i didn't know wgsn existed yeah. um, until i went to fedisa and we had access to it yeah. so um wgsn is the lead a uh, trend forecasting company in the world, mm. in terms, and they deliver on fashion forecasting, food, beauty, lifestyle, interior, sure. and and also do bigger business insight. And um, when I realized, when my I I can't even tell you the feeling I had yeah. when I was like, there's like a level above designer because I was like, sh- like, can I swear?
0: Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I
1: was like, shit. <laughs> like, there's yeah. someone telling Karl Lagerfeld what to do. Mm. I thought, he, like, things just he like... thought, like, he was, like, his boss. And, like, I, and I was I was so shocked. I was, yeah. like, um, I didn't know that there's these people who are these taste makers or sure. pick up on... Um, essentially, they're curating and digesting information, not just visual. It's looking at the economy. It's looking at politics. It's looking yeah. at what the future consumer wants mm. and then packaging it for businesses to digest and say yes this is relevant for my company mm. or no it's not and i think my customer would like it and yeah. that's why if you walk into azar if you're walking to woolworths or i don't know even something comp- in like a uh, architectural scene Got you'll you. see a similar common thread because that is what the consumer wants now yeah. which was predicted to two to five years ago mm. because nothing just happens overnight production yeah. takes a long time if you like clothes you must always look at fabric fabric is the first thing to be made mm. and that's like three years ahead of time so maybe you'll see everybody wearing corduroy now like those sure. things had to be woven yeah. in korea or china wherever it was made mm. um five years ago they always say if you look at the it's co- really sad but if you look at the color of the rivers in those countries you'll know what the next color of the year is going to be
0: Oh, I uh, feel because
1: that. it's being dyed I feel it. and um, so essentially trend forecasting will um, put it into context and you must keep in mind that you have these it's broken down into macro trends mm-hmm. micro and nano trends yeah. right? and then actually on top of micro is paradigm so like paradigm would be huge changes like the internet which will affect us for 50 to COVID like 100 years I'd say maybe covid yeah i'd say COVID i, I, would be I don't think
0: like, like i'll literally like i'll eat my hat if anyone <laughs> any train forecast can tell me right now that they predicted that like something would like covid would come about like that would I be mean, like the craziest amount of forecast i
1: don't think there's strict evidence to someone have like the impact that it had with the whole world stopped yeah no i have not read anything with but nothing has i don't I haven't seen anything that's changed dramatically in in terms of what was forecasted. Like WGSN oh, coined cool. the term like athleisure in 2012.
0: You're, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like a lot of WGSN like insights are like spot on.
1: Yeah, and it's like, and it's literally um, different things accelerated. Yeah. Uh, at different speeds, and some things pulled back because of the pandemic. I'm speaking in terms of the pandemic, mm. and. um, it's just knowing what to feed at the right time. Mm-hmm. And um, I work in a South African context, which some things are faster than others, but usually we are a bit slower to um, yeah. be trained adopters because we need confirmation from overseas, which hopefully will change. I yeah. believe like in uh, maybe even millennials and below to like we well down to Gen Z, Gen Alpha, being just stronger in their opinion, like not needing to see some American person, yeah. we're trained. Um, And then feel confident that in the next summer season I can wear that. You don't need that. I don't, I I believe that change is moving to like just being so personal and being just self-expressive. And I think it's
0: it's especially like for, for the fact that like a lot is like just like COVID is kind of like meant that like the light is kind of like shined on Africa. (laughs) like and specifically even like maybe in our context with south africa like and i don't know like maybe to maybe speak about a couple of a couple of maybe like trends or maybe like what's interesting you like right now like i just thought like when you're speaking like now i'm seeing a lot of people wear um like the tebe magugu like knitted sweaters Mm. but like the Mm. the the shirts though yeah you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah. like but i'm i'm like i'm seeing it like a lot like from like uh a global level, Yeah. and I feel as if like things like that shirt in itself, when it's silhouette, it's not quite conventional. Yeah, it's like it. it kind of like it's a shirt which really like means something, not even from a price point perspective, but from like a, mm. a silhouette in general. So now I'm seeing everyone like with the with the like with the logos that the logo. they really like, and I'm like, you know, like, w- you know what I'm saying, like.
1: So logo mania has been a trend. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. it's come and gone before in the early two thousands, even before that, mm. and it's coming back in a sense that. For your brand to have, um, any source, like if somebody wants to wear your brand and wants to show that you're wearing it, that speaks to the consumer across the globe. You can look at Gucci's monogram print, Louis Vuittons. You can look at our club and friends' sweatshirt that we all wear with the A on it. Like You want to be proud and represent like on a local or huge international level. So when, and when you speak about Tevi Magugu's, um, well it's knit and yeah. it's very reminiscent of sport because yeah. it's the golf collar it's it speaks to even like even his v neck one the yeah. pullover jersey it's very like country club cricket you know it's you
0: like wonders like stuff like like Leporter, like his his like, a lot yeah, of his yeah. stuff for example i think there's this one um knitted like um sweater which but like it's like it's crazy amounts of pink yes like it's like a, a powdery pink yes like that shit is fire like and it, i need that and like the orange one as well with like the green i think as well i'm like it's actually is fire for real <laughs> like i need it that
1: all stems to when these forecasters predict these things so they'll predict paradigm they'll predict macro and then they'll whittle it down into what is seasonal and mm. then and they'll break it up into kids um men's women's youth and you can I could go back and bring up the confirmation now, now that everyone's wearing it of these like sports um, kind of uh, elements that are coming into like um, fashion, especially the knitwear that could even have like a cable knit to it. Mm. And um, when you look at that, if you think of just the psychology behind that, Mm. it's about feeling like you're part of a team. It's like the feeling you're part of your community. And that is like the deep psychological um, thought that, has gone into it by yeah, WGSN li- and li- and, li- and, li- and, li- and li- lots li- of other like I can even give some examples, like you get Lee Edelkort used to come all the time to um, design in Darbo Always recommend going mm. to her talks if anyone can go if in ever comes back. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you no, know, we were speaking. With, I was speaking to think about it, like with Robin about it actually. Like when she was, she
1: yeah, uh, presented she was, it.
0: Yeah, she was at uh, design in like Imagine creative. I think for like uh, was it last year if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, last year was the last. So the year.
0: last, the last year, the last year when it actually was around.
1: Yeah, and it was crazy because that's when COVID was getting real. It was end of March, yeah, and then Lee right. Edelkort got trapped here. <laughs> Oh. She actually quarantined Until they could leave Which was months
0: Is that like I think that's like the, the The lady who's like I think she's um. Is she from
1: She's from uh, Amsterdam These Nordic countries right Yeah she's from The Netherlands Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But she's got um. So her company's Called Train Tablet So yeah. if anybody wants To go research that these You can slides, go <laughs> these <are the> <laughs> You can go look at that And yeah. her work um Actually been going for like a few years to her talks Mm. and it's quite nice that afterwards you can go speak to them afterwards. And I used to be like, you should change your information to be more relevant to the South African audience you're presenting. Mm. And she like looks at me. I'm like, no, you can't just bring European, not everything European can be adapted here. And I've seen that from my job where, um, I'm not going to stay the names, but Mm. they have, about three, four million people, even more on credit. So you've got sure. strong data. Mm. And when you trans, like you can, people are like, oh, isn't your job just going to Zara and copying and putting putting it back in like into yeah. our stores? I'm like, no, because if you do that, it just won't sell, mm. your business will burn. Like we have such a strong identity, which isn't reflected very often in these international forecasters but i'll get to it later but yeah. more of the wgsn things that i'm doing and just making that stuff is super they exciting them aware of that what co- what we need for us because mm. now everyone's looking at South africa i mean look at the lvmh prize we have 2019 yeah. tevi Magugu, cindy you think lukanyo yeah.
0: will win it this year i hope he does
1: man i hope he does lukanyo <laughs> really oh, sweetest <laughs> the most deserving yeah. Person,
0: literally, and I'm
1: just like, when is Rich gonna go for it? Like, yeah. Rich and Misi will eat it up.
0: L- I'm saying
1: next year, like,
0: I think I remember like the one time, I think I was, I think I was in Clark's, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That's where I, Lucano
0: is, yeah, exactly. I was in Clark's like the one time, and I'm <laughs> chilling with like a homie of mine. He's like, Isn't that Lucanio? Yeah, I'm like, What are you saying? bro? Yeah. <laughs> and I look up and I'm like, It's really Lucano, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying?
1: So down yeah. to earth,
0: spoke to him so down to earth, like, and I think more than anything, I like how like considered he's considered his design process is like not only to speak about the materials, Mm -hmm. but also to speak about like his color palette. Absolutely. Like his silhouettes. like. And my thing is it's dope to see someone who actually has developed over time. Absolutely. That's a nice thing I like about like African designers. You see them where they currently are and then you see like as the years trickle, like how much, how better they are. Like I look at some of Tebe's stuff. I was actually having a random thought the other day. I look at some of Tebe's stuff and I'm like, I don't think there are many... Right now, who are better than you? Like, <laughs> you know what He's I'm saying. He's got such
1: a strong story, and like the prints that yeah. he uses, the um, the, the pr- I love the prints, and also that he brings in like other local uh, collaborators, um, like Keithon on with the um the clay or ceramic jewelry or crystal birch with the hats like he's not doing it alone he's imagine
0: if you got crystal birch on this podcast with the hats like that would be i'm sure you can Yo, that would be crazy if if you're watching this like
1: (laughs) i think (laughs) why not
0: hit us up like literally like those things all the hats are like (laughs) a pandemic here in cape town like literally like they love them like they are everywhere
1: Oh so didn't she like Make those hats That had a visor for kids yes. Like at the beginning Of the pandemic Like yes. that was Like she that reacted iconic, Very well It was iconic
0: stuff like, Yeah
1: absolutely um, I mean There's only a few places In Cape Town You could go find her You can yeah. just like Hang out in a few That's The, the drinking holes and. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the thing You have to go follow The Instagram account To see where they stock
1: Yeah <laughs> Just go to PNG After a, Yeah like, You see where they ride. stock
0: you like okay cool There I'ma I'm pull up there But um. then yeah, like with with let's maybe then talk a bit about like your like actual like work, like day to day. Like what like or like the more like the responsibilities you'd say, for example? Yeah. Like you work in a team, I'm assuming a small team or a big team. I'm working
1: like, in quite a small team now. I came from yeah. a previously very large team. Mm. But so it's really fun. Yeah. Um the last the last year has Sounds been very fun. very challenging. Yeah. Um for South African retail for I mean Everyone globally had a different lockdown, but mm. during hard lockdown, clothing stores were not considered yeah. um, essential, so they were closed down and to cut out a month of um, just like any revenue, unless you obviously there was an online store. So Africans aren't very online, um, yeah. uh, like sa- not savvy. Savvy is not the right word. But
0: like inclined,
1: the, yeah. It's it comes I know, down I, to skepticism. I know,
0: my car, my credit card details <coughs> or like my bank card details there like all the time. I'm like I prefer brick and mortar like sometimes. Yeah. And also like.
1: to take into consideration that not everyone has a laptop or desktop. It's like yeah. most of South Africans work on their smartphone and it's not easy to check out or to make a big purchase yeah. on your on your phone, which I completely understand. Mm. Um so revenues like dropped and restructures were happening, which happens all the time in corporate um and
0: Ooh, I just uh, was a super interesting question to ask you And its I've been waiting to ask this question to someone Who I feel as if like can answer it Okay hold yeah, on to that yeah. thought I'll, I'm holding on to it right <laughs> now but it popped into my head But
1: um, like I, th- I just want to say that My day no two days are the same Ever like I came here I think my day was over Just like came in with my laptop sending Last minute changes yeah. But essentially I look after a few brands And i got a team who supports me and um it's it's growing slowly which is really great Mm. and it's really nice because in my um the past year and a half that i've been there we launched two new brands one we launched during a pandemic doing it digitally uh, like to react to um people needing um more athleisure as Mm. you were speaking about how the athleisure trend has exploded um and just giving the people what they want at the right time Mm. and trying to voice your opinion in a room like i A room full of people who I used to think was intimidating. Now I realize how important my voice is, and making those design decisions. um, I literally have my my eyes and ears are just like open Mm. (laughs) and listening all the time. Um, I actually have like multiple Instagram accounts, which I just use for research because I have my personal one, which can be overwhelming with people's like personal stories. But then I have one for fashion. The algorithm is so crazy. Mm. And I have one just for fashion, one just for food, one just for like Mm. all different things so I can keep my eyes like really like pin them down. And mm. then I mean, flip, I love TikTok. TikTok so cool. for me, my algorithm yeah. is like so good right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah TikTok. TikTok
0: really like the way like.
1: Dude, I'm yeah. gonna. I have to get back into making TikToks. But it's so fun. I feel yeah. like you would. I feel like you guys could <laughs> you know do something. That's encouragement you, you over
0: have, there, gentlemen. like Absolutely. We've been having
1: the TikTok chat. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, yo, you mustn't like miss the
0: boat. Like I, think th- I saw Liliari doing a TikTok thing <laughs> over there. I was like, yo, it seems like my vibe. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like, um, I could it, enjoy
1: this. It's so the content. Creation on TikTok is unbelievable, and mm-hmm. even South, the South African, like South African creators, are really good as well. Um, but there's something about, I mean, obviously you're giving your information to China. I mean, we've given all our information to um, Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. uh, and um, just obviously being aware of that. Some people are weary of it, but yeah. TikTok's so amazing in yeah. discovering new talent listening all the music people are listening to are walking to stores i'm like do these people know this is all like tiktok like yeah. ha- famous songs that's
0: crazy As i know one artist bk the ruler like one of her songs tweaking together like literally blew up because of tiktok like gen z was just like this is the vibe like, and, they, and they don't this care is what we're on.
1: they don't care if it's um seven years old like willow smith's um obviously I forgot the name, but one yeah. of her songs from like six, seven years ago just went platinum now because TikTok found it.
0: Probably because of the other song that she had where she was in like a grunge, like um, punk, like Probably. look. So they were like, okay, cool, let's, it's hard now just to get
1: the backs of oh, all. I that mean, like Doja fine. Cat wouldn't be as successful as she is mm-hmm. if it wasn't for like. But Thanks. I, I regress um, back to my <laughs> job. Um, I look at that and I push it, and I'll go to like the marketing teams and be like, "Where is our presence on TikTok?" Mm. Um, going back to social, and I not only do I work with um, like the fabrics, and essentially I'm a designer in my corporate job, yeah. and um, I help the buying team which is made up of buyers merchandisers that's where all the money is right and they get given um they know what their targets are they Mm. get and obviously during this time you need to minimize risk as much as possible we're bringing a lot of production onto south african shores so you can act quickly um and if i mean if it's coming from china or india uh, sometimes you have to book it Six, seven, eight months in advance. Yeah. And that's very difficult to pull the plug on when it's like on a ship, like, you know, yeah. it's coming. So um, it's
0: kind of like, so your role would really entail working with this team of like buyers, this mm, team of yeah. like
1: having strong relationships with buyers, yeah. having strong relationships with your buying managers who trust you, pro, your pro um, your ideas and your process mm. to move the brand forward. Mm. And also just keeping in mind who the con- the customer is because especially being in Cape town, a lot of the big retailers are here. Yeah. You can be put in your own bubble and you don't actually know what the greater country um, is wanting or what mm. they um, are looking for. And just like removing yourself, like check your, uh, kind of ego at the door when you walk yeah. in and um put your hat and that's like the nicest challenge for me because like i just see myself as a chameleon like i could someone could put me in any brand it's just, it's more the process for me i don't yeah. make it personal i think and it's it
0: very similar to me it's like you can put on different hats absolutely and that's what you
1: should be right mm. that's how you kind of um that's how you learn the most you just open yourself up to learning and Definitely. um trying to become um you know, not irreplaceable, but just kind of future proof yourself and yeah. never know where it's going to go. And now I've just like learned so much, mate, really. Am- there are so many people always, um, put off from corporate, especially at a fashion school because mm. everybody wants their own brand. Everyone like, and not, I can't, I don't believe that when 70 people graduate, 70 new brands should come into like,
0: I also don't into believe play,
1: like, cause then where's the sustainability in that? Like, yeah. where is the, like, they need to be people to help. And the, one thing i've learned about corporate is that some of the most talented insightful people are there and as long as you learn like go just be a sponge (laughs) be a chameleon and a sponge so i was
0: into a podcast actually on that and it was a podcast the cutting room floor Mm. like with, with rachel and then she's interviewing i think or talking to one of the Nike managers. Wow. So I I, I think from like that book, it was an hour, like an hour and 20 minutes or something. But I really got to understand Nike as an organization. Yeah. Like from top down. And from like Nike women's to Nike sb like skateboarding, oh, skateboarding to like i don't know, like nike basketball and like apparently like I how
1: jordan whole other yeah <laughs> like
0: how 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 vast also like nike women's and how many layers and like sure a lot of the times it reminded me of like the previous company which i worked for which is an investment company like in terms of like how layered it yes. is and stuff but yes. like it's just like in the fashion space
1: yeah abso- there's so many intricacies which may not even be seen. It may, may not even be digested by the customer when they walk into the stores, but mm. it's so strategically planned. And yeah. you have people even high up, like at exco level, making sure that the company is exactly. moving in the right direction. And you're using the intel. I mean, I speak. Of, uh, a from fa- a very visual fashion side, when I said WGSN, but you do get the big consulting companies who will go help and move the business in the right direction.
0: Yeah, like Accenture or like those kind of like um, yeah, and trend forecasting. Like the ones who do it like for, not like for everyone essentially, like not just niche in like a specific And then like the industry.
1: management consultants, you know, like the Baines and the McKinsey's of the world who yeah. will come in and uh, exactly. tell you where to optimize your business, but obviously move it forward. Everybody, got you, got you it's just being... Like, at the r- making sure you everything's at the right time, like in the right place at the right time. It's, it's so much easier said than done. Basically, it's this whole industry is built on. Um, w- so.
0: What what would you then say? Like, would would be like the because I, w- I really wanted to understand from like the WGSN mm. the Future Makers program. Yes. Like um with with that because of course like I'm not sure if well probably most people don't know but then you were selected to be part of that program, mm. um and like. I even applied and I wasn't selected. So oh like, essentially, no, no. yeah, essentially, uh, no, but like because I applied for a lot of things. But like, I think it was dope when I saw you get selected because I was like, a someone I know, yeah. and b someone who can ask. You know <laughs> what happens there? <laughs> like, very curious mind. <laughs> so like, like, what is the the Future Makers program? With?
1: So um, I want to I going to take it a bit further by yeah, because um, it's actually quite wild. Um when I used to work in my previous corporate job, I used to go mm. super early in the morning. I'm a, I'm a morning person, so I used to be there Same. like before seven, go read all the WGSN new articles, go read like all the other, um, there's Promo all there's Pecklers, there's so many other forecasters. Damn. So <laughs> I used to get, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. I'm ew, a fashion nerd. Ew, I thought
0: I was a nerd. <laughs> da-
1: <not like laughs> and then I used to be like, oh my God, like this report is so good. Oh, there's a name on it. Yeah. Let me just quickly find them on Instagram. This was like, five years ago and mm. I used to find them and, and just like follow them and like these sure. are my favorite report writers I would follow and then um I left my previous corporate job and mm. then I DM'd this one strategist and yeah. um I was like listen if you ever need anything <laughs> from yeah. for from South Africa like literally hit me up and then she did yeah. and that's when I got the street style gig that's sure. what led me to meet you right yeah and that was very short because um it was like six months because then i got my now corporate job and i yeah. left that behind I remember you did. and um then i applied for the future makers program and mm. at the time the lady who got me the sh- the street style gig mm. i was like i'm gonna work for her one day yeah like she is the most amazing mind i'm she we're gonna our paths will cross <laughs> and then it's <laughs> gonna happen i applied for the future makers program yeah um they even pulled the deadline by a mu- like a month forward, and I was like, yeah. "Shit, I didn't apply it." I stayed mm. up that whole night till like four in the morning doing um, my application, mm. and then I had an interview with that lady. Really? Her <laughs> name Sarah Owen, who is now well, my mentor.
0: I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I actually had a look at the Instagram page, <laughs> and I listened to essentially like her short video. I think it was when she was speaking. Yeah. With, like, I think it was like last year's video. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy that's your mentor.
1: She's my mentor now that's and it's wild. like three, four years ago. I was like, I'm gonna work with her. <laughs> like so really she doesn't like, know it, me, it like? but it's gonna it's gonna happen. And mm. um so we so the mentorship program started off the li- off um the back of Black Lives Matter. because yeah. they looked at what they're doing as a company. They're like, We need to give back and um so they started the first one so i'm not i'm not sure when they will have another intake probably around july august mm. um so we're still under the mentorship program and it's gotcha. just been absolutely incredible it's the first one so it's obviously lots of like there's not there's no benchmark but it's where is she based like, so she, she is actually world? based in um, lisbon in portugal um cool. her team is in new york so, um, they, she's, the only, <laughs> she's the only one in Lisbon, which they made less like special, um, yeah. like, actually, like she's the only one then they made sure that it can work and cool. then, but the big head office is in London and they also in like Hong Kong. So mm. these people in LA, so you need to know that like, that's really hectic time zones to manage.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but she has actually since left wgsn Mm. and uh, um after 10 years being there she was a senior strategist for insight which is a lot of the behavioral and like Mm. um consumer uh analysis side
0: a lot of what she said in the video actually happened (laughs) i was crazy watching it a year afterwards and i'm like ma'am like it really actually
1: she's absolutely amazing is going to do so many great things in the world and um so i've I have gotten a new mentor, but I'm still obviously um in contact with her. Mm. I presented something for them this week and um on South Africa, which was really cool. That's dope. And um yeah, representing us um, and like on that global platform. That's like what we
0: actually need.
1: So yeah, I'm gonna hopefully do more uh little reports for africa as a whole but obviously i specialize in south africa yeah. um i will deep dive further if I have to do uh, more specifics on um, other african countries yeah but um, coming back to future makers you'll have a, 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 not everyone's in the designer train forecasting um sphere like world as i am some people would yeah. like to be in hr some people yeah. want to do um production and they would pair people up with um people who wanted to become mentors um so the mentees and mentors were paired up so Amazingly, mm. um, and when doing that, like we will have a session with the head of HR, and she would make sure your CV is right, your LinkedIn looks good. You, then mm. you could have one-on-one interviews with her. I mean,
0: that's exactly like those are like tangible skills.
1: Absolutely, especially and for it, creatives. And then there was also there have been so many, um, like what is chain forecasting, or oh, well, like a, a session just on color, mm. which is a whole world on its own. Like you yeah. could have a you could have a whole series on just color. Um,
0: what's that like the was is it the pantone yeah pantone. The, the pantone the color <laughs> i actually like,
1: had my book but i left it at home now i was just like if i can't be walking around with such a valuable bag i'm, I'm like not gonna, that's <laughs> the
0: coolest stuff i think about like fashion designers and students as well like the way you guys have those ca- that, that, that actually is dope i'm not gonna
1: yeah lie. pantone's literally just a color language so like
0: it's another it's like a completely different universe and you see all of that and i'm like wow yeah that's like the uniform that's like the agreed upon Yep. Big Mac index or <laughs> color,
1: and it's it's and it's also based on different um, substrates. So, the one I would use would be a cotton planner. So it would be all the colors will be dyed on cotton. Whereas someone who does, um, I don't know, maybe they design toys. It will be in plastic. It or okay, cool. the ones in paper. Like people who do graphic design will do the paper ones. So, because my like this color is not the same. If I the Pantone number for this it's not the same on paper it's not the same on plastic exactly. or even in polyester mm. which is always a, like a, like if I have to go back to work they'll be like alright oh, so this colour didn't come out as like yes because we looked at cotton this is now printed on polyester completely different, different. even wool like everything reacts differently and um, Pantone and there's a new company called Coloro
0: who mm. also
1: um, which got acquired by WGSN uh, they uh, yeah is the international colour language so if I speak to a gotcha. supply in India I'll be like this is my number and that's why we speak the that's, same language
0: I, I was like it's so dope I'm like rapsums could we talking about the exact same I'm like, yeah, i get like what you yeah. saying dude like it's that like that's it
1: I mean you can even like trademark colors like the Valentino red or the Christian Louboutin. like
0: Is red- the Valentino is it patented? Like, I mean yeah, hello, the
1: Fadisa red's like been like registered. I didn't
0: <laughs> actually think about that. I didn't think about the fact that you could actually like patent or like take off like you can't use that.
1: I don't know if they did it through Pantone, I'm talking about Fedisa. Um uh-huh. but certain colours have been like The Fadisa red is very Tiffany like pink. Of oh, uh, Tiffany blue? Tiffany blue, t- yeah. Not pink. yeah oh. t- or t- t- now yellow. <laughs> did you see they started moving to yellow? Now? I didn't.
0: I was gonna <laughs> then ask, um So, if if then, like, that's the case, like, let's say, for example, Valentino, let's say, like, patent, like, that Mm. color. Like, so, do people, like, not know the code for that color? Because, I mean, if I knew the code, then surely, like, Mm, whatever the numbers, I'd be able to get it, like, myself. I don't
1: think theirs is actually Pantone. I think they obviously have a chemical, like... Well, they know the chemicals that... Mm, that makes up the the pigments that make up that specific like red. A secret, formula, a secret formula, yeah. I don't think they Pantone. I don't think it's owned by Pantone because uh, yeah. you can also just mix your own color, right? Mm. And they know the ingredients for that color. Um, cool. There's actually uh, when I was at Fedisa we went to visit a um, a plant called Rotex in Atlantis, so mm-hmm. it's like an hour outside Cape Town, mm. and they also they'll like mix their own color to dye the fabrics because um, they all supply lots of people yeah um, with like t-shirt materials and yeah so you can actually see it in action like how it's like a lab that's crazy. it's literally yeah. a lab, and <laughs> they'll mix the pigment and then dye the fabric yeah. so um, like that's how it works
0: and I was definitely not gonna forget this question so the question yeah like, the
1: question I was, oh, I was like I was, I was like gonna go back to it I was like what was the question um, you want to I'm ask definitely
0: like and, and I think it's like you're the first person that I thought about like right now who's like in the retail space in fashion mm. that, like I know like you know like that yeah yeah so like one of like the the terms which really interested me that I came across in fashion school last year and I'm sure like a lot of fashion students or people who are just interested in retail and fashion will probably have come across is like the retail apocalypse. Right? Like, it's kind of like a thing of like, yo, do we still shop retail like now? Like, or do we still, we don't really buy our stuff at like the mall like type, type, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and people of course, like, well, there's like certain like, um, side this hmm. left wing side or whatever you hmm. might call it says essentially that no oh, retail is dying, um it, it's COVID now, things are going online. Yeah. Who even goes to like the store like nowadays, etc etc. Yeah. Um what where do your like um thoughts lie with that? Like and it's interesting yeah. because you work in retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm like So I can w- see numbers. <laughs> yeah.
0: So like you have more context. Yeah. And I've always wondered I'm like because a lot of retailers were able to either strengthen Mm. a lot of clothes, right? But some were also able to strengthen their mm. positions. Oh, and if absolutely. If not even make, or if not even get even stronger. Mm. So like, so like what's really the chat behind that? What, what's your take around it? I'm glad that?
1: you asked the question because I was actually thinking uh, about it driving here. Mm. Um oh, that really? I don't want to speak about it because oh, yeah. that's like a unique perspective that Telepithy. I could bring, you know, Got it. <laughs> always on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, so coming back to, very emotive language like retail apocalypse it's kind yeah. of clickbaity right it's so
0: clickbaity <laughs> and
1: um <laughs> i despise things like that like are you telling me people aren't going to consume in any way maybe they um their habits would change yeah literally I mean there's some facts behind like our generation not being as prosperous as our parents like being mm. one of the first in first time in history that we have less money mm. to than um the previous generation yeah. so take that into account that people therefore cannot spend mm. as once predicted or thought mm. so people are spending buying less uh, my personal philosophy is less but better yeah and um when looking at it, obviously people couldn't spend during certain times of lockdown. Yeah. Um, Things shifted to uh, people buying food and like literally looking after your health. The most important thing last year was for you to come out alive. Mm. Your your health was like tops. You people people were spending on like vitamin C or um, masks. Right. Um, And when it comes to what they were actually wearing from a fashion perspective, you were at home, mm. people were buying tracksuits, T-shirts or like blankets. And if you had a child, you were trying to clothe your growing child, not yourself. You yeah. have a cupboard full of clothes. Yeah. And I believe like that that was always going to happen. People were going to start thinking, do I need this? And b- previously, retailers were like, this is a new trend and it's only going to be for this season. Um, and then it dies out and makes you feel bad because the next season comes and you feel outdated. Mm. Now, from a, like it's pretty much common knowledge when you present in like retail, we're like is this a timeless piece like this is like my conversation almost every day yeah. i'm like is this i call it evergreen is this an evergreen item mm. like can people wear it in summer and winter can they wear it five years from now yeah. like i wear things like these shoes i bought like four years ago mm. like, they, they're like like i don't care
0: gotcha.
1: um as long as it's like what is the function behind it people yeah. are now asking it because when they have to fork out i don't know like any amount of money then wanna see the value in it, they wanna see, um, how it's gonna be used. It's not gonna be a lavish item unless it's like a wedding dress, I guess, that's like a once of piece. But like if you're attending a wedding as a like, mm. if you um, which I recently did I was like I have a dress That I wore like Three years ago No one's gonna remember Me wearing yeah. it I don't need another one Because I'm so not gonna wear like it again value
0: Value retail basically Will never it's die It's
1: value It's like What is your intention is, Can it be Can it last long And there is no such thing As a retail apocalypse Like everything's changing mm. Different Um retail segments want different things Mm. and you just have to open your eyes and listen to them a lot of the time now your consumer is literally telling you like in an instagram comment this is what i want like why don't you make like plus sizes or Mm. i want this in pink or like it doesn't matter how big or small your business is people are literally giving feedback all the time and if you listen and you deliver like in a good to your standard Mm. you don't have a problem and i feel like Lots of people were never open to feedback or they feel like this is my idea. I want to give up my, um, my vision for my brand. No, listen to the people who end up in a buyer. Yeah. And that's like just leaving your ego at the door. And that's okay. how I feel fashion is changing. Fashion used to be positioned as this very like egotistical, um, you know, devil is Prada, don't talk to me. And mm. I'm like, it's Anna changed. <laughs> like hang hang hang. Hang. <laughs> yeah. And that God, that old God is falling, you know, yeah. it's gone. And as it should be. Um. So that is like. My and I think
0: probably like have like maybe like a minute or so like left. But yeah. I really, I have to ask you this question like yeah, literally. Yeah. So yeah, I have you super quick with this one? Quick. Like, what is like the one? Because I'm I'm asking this for all of like the fashion aficionados <laughs> out there. Um, what is the one trend which you feel as if will probably come back very soon if it hasn't come back? One which excites you though. One which you actually like.
1: That I actually
0: like. Yeah, like which is either in play right now, which is gonna get bigger, or one which you think might, or you'd want to maybe see.
1: So it's going? coming back really quickly. Yeah. It's like the Y2K, um, early two thousands. Yeah. You know, think on a mood board, you see Paris Yo, Hilton, Lindsay just, I just Lohan, Lohan just went Nicole Richie. I, I don't exactly think I can wear it, but mm. the mindset is what <laughs> I love. It's the people like. I don't care, I'm gonna wear leggings with a dress over it, Swarovski crystal up and I'm and with whack things. People didn't take <laughs> photos, but I'm just like and like with your flip phone, I'm like that mentality of like I'm gonna do whatever yeah. makes me feel good, like that is like you have an aesthetic but it's that feeling that goes with it. Um this fly wants to be <laughs> literally
0: right. just went to like a twenty first and theme was two thousands. Yeah, I went as like Avril levine uh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying, dude, I Like, like it's that.
1: It's it's people would just express themselves through what they wore, um, mix and match, and that's like fire that's like my
0: that was a good one.
1: It's coming. It's yeah. True.
0: So first of all, like i'd like to say even on a friday thank you so much for friday in the, in the rain in even. the rain literally <laughs> like thank you for putting up like it's always good talking to you always super insightful
1: glad we made it happen yeah, I like exactly, so long. <laughs> exactly
0: yeah um and i think just like i'm keen to even have you like on just maybe even again in the future just purely because you provide such a fresh insight in terms thank of you. what's going on Course. And yeah, good luck with good luck with everything. There's a lot of exciting things sure that, that are happening, and I hope those those go well.
1: Thank you so much, and cool. thank you for having me. <laughs> Definitely, we'll be back. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <guys. laughs> cool. So, like, that's it for the Front Row Media podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe, like, leave a comment, and we'll be back with the next exciting guest very soon. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>